Section 4. A walkthrough of the process for writing the critical essay itself. For this section of the podcast, you should refer to the extract of the question paper, which is on sheet 1, as well as the example plan on sheet 3. From section 1, you should know that a basic essay will consist of six parts, an introduction, four main paragraphs and a conclusion. Let's look at the first of these elements, the introduction. An introduction should be simple and succinct. Tell the examiner what you're doing and how you intend to do it. Plan to use just five sentences to do so, as follows. Sentence 1, details for the text. Sentences 2 and 3, a summary of the text. Sentences 4 and 5, a restatement of the task. Sentence 1 is best remembered through the acronym TAG, Title, Author, Genre. Genre refers to the type of text. Is it a play, a poem, an autobiography, a novel, and so forth? Here, then, is a first sentence. Othello is a play written by William Shakespeare. The name of the text appears in inverted commas, and the author's name is spelt correctly. It would be a shame to make an error in the very first line, so remember appropriate punctuation and be sure you know how to spell the author's name. An opening which describes Othello by Shakespeare would not encourage the examiner that your essay is going to be one of the highest standard. The next two sentences should provide a summary of the text. Keep it tight. All you need to do here is state the main events, characters and themes. Here's an example. The text charts the growing jealousy of a general, Othello, who becomes increasingly suspicious of and eventually kills his wife, Desdemona. The jealousy is engineered by the general's trusted aide, Iago, who convinces his master of his wife's deceit. That's it. Remember, keep it tight. Don't try to retail all the events of the story. The examiner should have some knowledge of the text you're studying, so there is no need to rehash the entire plot. Section 4, Activity 1 For each of the texts you've studied, craft a perfect two-sentence summary. This is something you'll be able to use in the exam. When you have a neat couple of sentences, simply learn them and use them in the exam itself. It would be useful if you could add your sentences as a comment to the Critical Essay podcast post on rhsenglish.com. That sorts out the first, second and third sentences of the introduction. The last two sentences should be a restatement of the task you'll be addressing. As well as rewriting the task, you should mention some of the techniques you'll be examining. This tells the examiner what you're doing, but also, through the process of rewording the task, reminds you of the demands of the question. Here's a question we've been looking at. Choose a play in which the main character is in conflict with a family member or a close friend or a fellow worker. Show how the dramatist creates the conflict and discuss to what extent it is successfully resolved by the end of the play. The first sentence is asking you to pick two characters, the characters in conflict. As I've chosen Iago and Cassio, I would mention them, and also the fact that the success of the conflict relies upon secrecy. Here's the sentence. Iago carries out a secret conflict against Othello's lieutenant, Michael Cassio. Fine. The second part of the task is asking you to show how Shakespeare engineers the conflict and whether or not things are sorted by the conclusion of the text. There's a stock phrase you can use for opening this sentence. It is, it would be interesting to see how successfully...
Here's the second sentence. It would be interesting to see how successfully Shakespeare, through his manipulation of techniques such as plot and characterization, constructs this conflict and how it is settled by the final scene. Section 4, Activity 2 Have a go at rewording the tasks from the extract of the question paper. For the second part, you can use the stock phrase, it would be interesting to see how successfully. When you're feeling confident, try to find your own alternative to this phrase. This should conclude your introduction. Here's the completed version. Othello is a play written by William Shakespeare. The text charts the growing jealousy of a general, Othello, who becomes increasingly suspicious of and eventually kills his wife, Desdemona. The jealousy is engineered by the general's trusted aide, Iago, who convinces his master of his wife's deceit. Iago carries out a secret conflict against Othello's lieutenant, Michael Cassio. It would be interesting to see how successfully Shakespeare, through his manipulation of techniques such as plot and characterization, constructs this conflict and how it is settled by the final scene. This introduction does everything it needs to. It lets the examiner know what text you are examining and what particular aspect of the writer's craft you will be discussing. The key here is, obviously, to keep things simple. The main paragraphs will examine the text in closer detail. The second element of your essay is the main, or PAIR, paragraph. PAIR is an acronym. Point, Evidence, Analysis, Relate to Task. This forms the skeleton for each of your main paragraphs. The PAIR structure helps you to present a reasoned argument with supporting evidence. The most important part is A, Analysis. At higher, it is the depth of your analysis which determines the overall mark you will receive. This is a simple structure. At higher, however, you would probably expand it to generate more complex paragraphs with sustained arguments. By this I mean that whilst you have one main point for the paragraph, you might repeat the evidence and analysis steps so the paragraph becomes point, evidence, analysis, some more evidence, further analysis, relate to task. As you become more confident with the basic structure, you would no doubt want to alter it to suit your own writing style. Let's break the peer structure down. If you want a more detailed walkthrough of the peer process, listen to the appendix podcast which contains this information alongside an example paragraph. P or point is the first sentence or couple of sentences. This will normally nod to the question, mention the author, mention one or two literary techniques and highlight the section of the text you're focusing upon. The section you focus upon is the appropriate key event you have jotted down in the plan. E, or evidence, is the next part of the paragraph. The best kind of evidence is an appropriate quotation from the text. If you've been revising using a sequencing sheet, you would probably have a handful of quotes to sum up each of the key events. If you don't have a quote bank, this is something you could work on before the exam. You should try to lead into the quote you're using. Don't simply plonk it down onto the page. A lead-in phrase might mention the author or the character. For example, Shakespeare tells us, Iago reveals that, Desdemona confiding in Amelia declares. If you can't remember quotes, and in the stress of the exam it is possible, 
you should try and accurately gloss, which means briefly summarise, the key event. Either way, you should be sure to mention the characters involved and the context in which the quote appears. Tell the reader briefly what is happening. A, or analysis, is where you are answering the question. The purpose here is not to reword the key event you have chosen, but to show its relevance in answering the question. Many promising higher critical essays make the mistake of merely showing how key events are important to the themes of the text, rather than how they are important to the question itself. For example, in the first paragraph of the plan, examining the opening scene of Othello, Shakespeare creates the conflict through characterization, showing as Iago's personality and motivation, as well as plot, foreshadowing tragic events to come. Try not to rely on one simple point. Instead, you should make a number of linked points which expand upon an initial idea, the original point which opened your paragraph. Remember also to use critical terminology, the terms which are outlined in the box in the question paper, and the author's name like seasoning throughout your analysis. This prevents you lapsing into storytelling. R, or relate, is a quick sentence to close your paragraph. This would just be a restatement of what the author has achieved in relation to the particular point you made in the opening of the paragraph. A better relate sentence would link in some manner to the next point you are making. A good plan allows you to do this. It is easier to link one paragraph to the next if you have a good idea where your essay is going. Section 4, Activity 3 You know you have 8 minutes for each of your pair paragraphs. This gives you a perfect activity for your vision which checks your knowledge of your text. Rather than writing entire essays, you should try writing time paragraphs in response to essay questions from past papers. Pick a question from the extract of the question paper or a past paper. Quickly decide on one key event you would write about. Give yourself just 8 minutes to write a paragraph and be sure it responds to the task and makes relevant points about the text you have picked. At the end of the time, you should review the paragraph and look for a point that contains the author's name, some critical terminology and a reference to the section of the text you are focusing upon, an accurate quote, in inverted commas, which is led into in an articulate way, a number of developed points in relation to the task, and a succinct concluding sentence. If you completed these pair paragraphs on small sheets of paper, or even postcards, you can soon build up a useful store of revision cards. Pair paragraphs that not only describe what happens in a text, but, vitally, how the author has achieved a particular effect. The third and final element of your critical essay is the conclusion. Your plan allows for three minutes for this. The purpose of the conclusion is to summarise all your main points and to, succinctly as possible, provide your response to the question. This should actually be rather straightforward. Merely harvest the ideas from your point and relate sentences and, rewording them if necessary, link them together into a coherent argument. The only other thing to remember to do is to mention the author's name in your summation. After all, without the author, there would be no text to study and no critical essay to write. You might, at this stage, be dreaming of such a situation. 
Hopefully, however, this podcast has helped you with your critical essay skills and, at the very least, stopped you worrying quite so much about how to tackle this part of the exam. Good luck. Good luck.